It's so good and it's such a privilege to be with you this morning and to see all of your smiling faces. It is such an honor that uh, I was asked to speak here and I'm so just uh, happy to be a part of your special day. This is a special occasion. Uh, another year has come to a close and some of you are graduating and others are just moving up and it's just a uh, really special time. I remember I was just right where you are way back in the day. Uh, I was homeschooled as well when I was in high school and so I remember uh, going through all the things that you're going through and learning all the things that you're learning uh, uh, right now. But it is such a privilege to be here. I won't take up too much of your time this morning. But however, I do have a really special, I think, message that I think will resonate with a lot of you, especially those of you who are graduating or moving on uh, to college, perhaps. Um, let me tell you about this man. There's, in 1887, there was this man by the name of William Borden, and he was born. Now, you probably don't know who William Borden is, and that's okay. You don't have to. He would probably want it like that. Um, this is William Borden. This is not the milk guy, actually. Uh, William Borden, this guy, he was actually born into wealth, though. His, his mom and his dad owned a silver mine in Colorado. And so they were very wealthy. They were very well-to-do. They had lots of power and lots of privilege. They lived in Chicago. And Borden, though, he, he made sure that he would never find his worth of his life in that wealth, in the family fortune, so to speak. And so, in 1894, William Borden's mom, by the name of Mary, she was converted to Christianity in the same church that Dwight L. Moody founded in Chicago. And William soon after followed in salvation, and he was a good student. He, he actually graduated from high school at age 16. And he was given uh, perhaps one of the most privileged gifts a kid in that time could have been given. And this is called the gap year. And you probably don't know what that means, but essentially the parents, uh, if they were, especially if they were wealthy, what they would do is they would, they would give this gift to uh, their high school graduate called the gap year, and they would basically let him tour the world. And so that's what William did. He traveled with a missionary by the name of Walter Erdman, and he traveled all over Asia, all over uh, parts of Eastern Europe, and he was traveling with this man, and he was seeing all the sights and all the smells, and he was seeing all these new cultures and all these new people, and he was seeing all of these things, and his heart became stirred to share the gospel with these people. He saw all of these millions of people that he had never seen before, and his heart became impassioned with the fact that he needed to share Jesus Christ with these people. In fact, he wrote a letter back home, and he said this, I have so much of everything in this life, and there are so many millions who have nothing and live in darkness. He became passionate about the Bible, and it was there, while he was touring, in this gap year between high school and college, that he became uh, so desirous to become a foreign missionary. Now, you have to know that his dad did not like this plan. This, this guy, he wanted to become a foreign missionary with his life, and his dad did not like this idea. He did not want this to happen at all, and actually, he did not support this ambition one bit. He actually told him in a letter back to William, he said, you should just wait, just don't make any decisions, don't do anything right now, you're too young. Wait till you're like 21 before you decide something like this. And others, though, even other friends of his heard of his plan. They heard of his ideas and his ambitions to become a foreign missionary. And they actually ended up saying that you are wasting your life, William. Why are you throwing away your family fortune? Why are you doing all these things in the name of this guy, Jesus? You're embarrassing your family. 
You're bringing shame onto your family. But nevertheless, Borden, he pursued this goal. He pursued what he knew was right. He, he determined that the cost of obeying God was worth it. And so he wrote in the front leaf of his Bible, he, he penned two words in the front of his Bible, no reserves. Later, uh, in about 1905, Borden, William Borden eventually started his schooling at the college of, uh, at Yale, at the University of Yale. And it's there, he heard of, of 15 million Chinese Muslims who had never um, uh, heard of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he immediately tried to go to the mission field. He immediately wanted to become a foreign missionary right at 17. But he was turned down by China Inland Mission. Um, but that did not deter Willie Borden from, uh, from sharing the gospel, actually. So instead of taking that passion onto the foreign mission field, he actually turned around that passion onto his classmates. And so he started sharing the gospel with all of the people that he was taking classes with, all the students that were around him. He started preaching the gospel to them and caring for those who were sick and caring for those who were poor or caring for those who were um, or paralyzed and whatnot. He started a mission. He actually started Yale Hope Mission while he was a student there. And one of his friends actually commented of William Borden. He said, this guy, Bill, he hunts up the worst skunk in college, and he goes after them. So Bill, William Borden, had this reputation for going after some of the, 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 the unfriendly people, sort of the outcasts. He had a reputation for going after those sorts of people, and, 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 and preaching the gospel to him and showing them Christ's love. And then in 1906, William Borden's dad, he passed away. And it's reported, uh, after I was doing some reading, and it was reported that his dad was still very dismissive of William's ideas of going to the foreign mission field. He was very, uh, he disregarded, and he, he, he actually, actually was saying that, William, you will never work in the family business ever again if you pursue missions. Basically, he was going to cut him off because of what his desire was. But William Borden actually uh, didn't get deterred here either. He wanted to spend his life for Jesus Christ, and so much so that he actually turned down uh, some very lucrative job offers. He turned them down and said, no, I must pursue Jesus with my life. And so he opened his Bible again, and he wrote two more words. So he wrote underneath the words, no reserves. He wrote, no retreats. He was not retreating from this mission of serving and spending his life in service of Jesus Christ. And later, William Borden attended Princeton Theological Seminary. And, it is, and he was soon ordained in the very church that he was saved at back in Chicago. And then in 1912, William Borden was accepted by China Inland Mission, excuse me, now. And so he's accepted by this missionary board. And he immediately uh, hones in and he says, I'm going to serve Jesus Christ in China. I'm going to go back to China and I'm going to serve and preach the gospel to the Muslims there in the Gansu province of China. Now, you have to know that this mission now required that he learn Arabic. He, he was required to learn Arabic. So he, in 1912, he set sail for Cairo, Egypt. He's going to go learn a different language, learn something new. But unfortunately, three months into his new training, three months into learning this new language and about to go to China, he contracts spinal meningitis. And he dies in April of 1913. And he never made it back to China. 
He never made it to the mission field. He never made it to the place where he wanted to serve Jesus Christ. But before he died, he wrote a third phrase in the front of his Bible. So under no reserves and under no retreats, he wrote, no regrets. You see, from the outside, reading this story, William Borden's life seems like a failure. It seems like something went wrong. This guy was born into wealth. He was born into prosperity. He was born into a family that had everything afforded to them. And he seemed to squander it and throw it away on this idea that he had to evangelize the world. He, he, he seemingly had all of, these, all of this potential and he seemed to throw it away. And it seemed all for naught. He died before he made it to where he wanted to go. Did Borden fail? Was Borden's life a failure? Did William Borden waste his life? Well, it's an interesting question because he never lived up to what he said he was going to do. And before he died, though, he did entrust $1 million to China Inland Mission. And so he literally gave of his wealth and he actually literally gave of his life. Now, I'm telling you the story about this man, William Borden. I'm telling you his sort of quick biography. That's a very quick, quick biography. Um, not to make you feel guilty about not going off into some exotic location and serving Jesus. I'm not trying to do that. But what I am saying is that Jesus is always worth it. That, that a life lived for Jesus is never a waste. Regardless of what context you're in, regardless of where you are, regardless of what's happening in your life, Jesus is always worth it. And in fact, Jesus asked this very question to his disciples. In the, book, in, in the Bible, in Luke chapter 14, uh, Jesus comes to his disciples and he asks this question. He says, and whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my, my disciple." And then he says, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. He literally comes to his disciples and he asks them to count the cost. What is it worth to serve me? What is it worth to follow me? Is it worth your life? Are you willing to come along with side of me and bear the pressure, bear all of the things that you might have to bear in order to be my disciple? He wants them to evaluate their lives and say, is it worth it? Am I worth it? And what's interesting is that in the very same Bible that you read that story, at the end of the Bible, you find the answer to this question. It's funny. Jesus actually spoils the answer to this question. I'm just going to read two verses um, because we find out that in glory, when all has been said and done at the end times, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be singing about the worth of Jesus. And it says in Revelation 4.11 that thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. He spoils the answer. Is it worth it to serve Jesus? Yes, he is worthy. Because what we're going to be doing in glory is singing about that worth. That because Jesus created us, he is worthy. That because the same God who made you is the same God who died for you. The same God who formed you out of the dust is the same God that came down to the dust to take your place on the cross. 
This is the same God who knows how many stars there are in the heavens. And he came down and he paid the ultimate price for your sin. This is the same God who is yours. And he says, am I worthy? He says, yes, he is worthy. Because the creator came down to his creation. And he bore all of your sin and he bore all of my sin. And he bore all of your shame and he carried your cross and he died your death. And he makes a way for you to live for him now and live with him forever. This is your God. And he says, am I worthy? Yes. Jesus is worthy. He's worthy of our lives. He's worthy of our deaths. He's worthy of our time. He's worthy of everything in this life. And where some things in this life might be worthwhile, they might be uh, worth some, some of our time, there, and there's other things obviously that are worth less than our time, there's only one thing that's worth everything, and that's Jesus Christ. He's worth it all. He's worth all of your time and all of your toil, all of your endeavors, all of your efforts, all of my life is worth Jesus. It's worth it. Every single time that uh, I get something said against me for serving Christ, every scornful remark, every sort of dark season of my life where I'm discouraged or depressed, every single uh, tear that I cry, every single missed promotion or missed opportunity, every single lost loved one, every single cutting remark said against me, all of these things are worth it because Jesus is worth it. He is worth it. And no matter how dark this day gets, no matter how rough this life gets, no matter uh, what comes your way in this life, Jesus is worth it. Even if you are the only one standing for Jesus, He is worth your stand. Regardless of what friends may say, regardless of what um, family may say, Jesus is worth it. He's the only one that's worthy of everything that you have. And the only way, actually, uh, to not waste your life... Is to spend it in pursuit of Jesus Christ. That's the only pursuit that's not a waste. You know, according to this world, William Borden was a failure. He wasted money. He wasted his time. He never lived up to what he said that he was going to do. Borden failed. But not according to God. You know why? Because for all the things that William Borden was not able to do, William Borden accomplished exactly what God wanted him to do. And that is exactly enough. William Borden fulfilled everything that God wanted him to fulfill. And actually on William Borden's tombstone, it actually says, apart from Christ, there's no explanation for such a life. And I would say, that's very true. Without Jesus Christ, without His grace empowering William Borden's life, there's no explanation for a life lived this way. A life lived with no reserves and no retreats and no regrets. Apart from Jesus, there's no explanation. Apart from His grace, there's no possibility for it. That's what I would say to all of us here this morning and to myself. I'm preaching to myself. is, Is Jesus worth it? Is he worth this time of my life? Is he worth this time? Is he worth this? Is he worth that? And the answer you always have to come to is that Jesus is always worth it. Let's pray.